0: Isn't it weird that, like, on this show, the drug they're uh-huh. talking about is a made-up drug called Fizzle Rocks?
1: There's it's- also Jingle Jangle. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen.
0: And I'm her little brother, William.
1: And we heeded the call. The people rose up and demanded Riverdale Part 2, so we're here to deliver.
0: You all really, you all yeah. really responded. <laughs>
1: Yes. I was really glad that you all enjoyed it. I mean, Will and I, I believe when we ended the episode, we were a little bit nervous. Like, I think Will was like, is that okay? And I was like, I, I think so. Is it not? And then it turned out it was very okay.
0: I, I really... So, man, last week, so we did Riverdale Part 1, as Kristen kept referring to it. I was not <laughs> convinced that we needed to do more. And so we, of course, said, if everybody out there wants it, we'll, we'll do it. Well, all week, I've been getting people that have been saying that they want me to watch this episode or that episode or react to the current season, which, as we're recording, I think is having its finale tonight. Yes. Point is, people wanted us to talk about Riverdale more. And so I have gone back. um, uh, I've gotten back on that that school bus with all the kids wearing the Letterman jackets. I don't think they're riding school buses in Riverdale. Yeah, they're like driving their own cars and drinking coffee. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they're stopping. I mean, this is a popular teen show trope anyway, but like, you know, meeting up for breakfast before school. What? Like, how early do you get up? What
0: lounge is in that school? Because there are multiple moments where they're just like sitting in a room with a nice couch. It's like the the Hogwarts, like the Gryffindor Tower
1: common room. Yes, I know. It's a beautiful room with like nice leather couches. They go to a public high school. (laughs) I know. Well, it's apparently very well funded. Mr. Weatherby must be doing a great job. I suppose. And so. later, Mr. Honey.
0: Oh God, I did see Mr. Honey. So you um,
1: did? Oh, the Halloween episode was in the midst of Mr. Honey. Uh,
0: in the midst, in the midst of Mr. <laughs> Honey sounds like sounds like a soft cover you might find in a store. In the midst of Mr. Honey, he also <laughs> or- referred at one point just offhandedly to Mrs. Burble.
1: That's his front desk person.
0: I thought you were going to say that's his friend.
1: (laughs) Well, I think they're probably also friends. I'm going to go to my friend's
0: house. I'll be hanging out with Mrs. Burble.
1: (sighs) I think Mrs. Burble works the front desk at the high school. I'm pretty sure. Like mom did for like a week. Sure. Mrs.
0: Burble is a great name for like a cat.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: Right? Mrs. Burble.
1: It's nice. It is nice. Okay. (laughs) Well... (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to give you Dealer's Choice. Yeah. Would you prefer to talk about the Halloween episode that you watched first? Or would you prefer me to go into the Black Hood or Griffins and Gargoyles?
0: Oh, boy. I think... Uh, 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 oh, boy. All right. I might need to get the Halloween episode off my chest.
1: Okay. Is that all right? Although, you know what? That's perfectly all
0: right. Let's go with the Black Hood, because this is what you claimed was going to be a cliffhanger at the end of the last episode, so let's do it first here. But for some reason, you set up a cliffhanger and then revealed what the, the subject was and even gave away the serial killer's name.
1: No, I said that the cliffhanger was going to be a serial killer, so you can't just say there's a cliffhanger. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Nobody knows what the hell that means then. That's not a cliffhanger. And then the only thing I gave away was his name. And like, if anything, that just makes it more enticing or who gives a crap. I feel
0: like you gave away the identity of the killer. And I feel like you gave away multiple things.
1: No, I didn't. I did not give away the identity of the killer.
0: Also from listening to last week's did episode, I? You, you, Could absolutely, I have? you absolutely gave away who the killer is because I know it. And there's no reason why I should have this in my head. But You um, must
1: have forced my hand.
0: Yeah, Sure. Kristen, the information about who the serial killer in Riverdale is lives in my head rent-free.
1: Stop saying that. So, you keep saying that.
0: <laughs> only to you. I know, I know. <laughs> the only person I use that phrase with on this show.
1: use it so much. So from
0: listening to last week's episode also, we referred to Riverdale as steamy like a thousand times. Really? <laughs> yeah, we keep using the word steamy in last week's episode. Constantly.
1: I'm very surprised to hear that.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it
1: definitely is steamy for sure, but I I don't even remember us talking about like sexual material very often. So I'm surprised to hear that steamy even came up that oh, much. Oh,
0: well, the show is undeniably it's it's an apt term. It is a steamy yeah. show. Um, I am real quick before you before you start talking about the black hood, the serial killer in mm-hmm. Riverdale. I need to I need to uh, address something. So in 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 Guide to the Unknown Land. We record the show live online. We, we every week on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, we go live just for people who support us on Patreon on patreoncom dot slash pod, which is why I'm able to glance over at the chat and see that Brianna has written. If Will can survive all six seasons, we will crown him Maple King. <laughs> I do. I, I. I. wish I had a little crown right now.
1: Maple King.
0: I do wish I could just be wearing a little crown for this episode. That might I make me feel show. better.
1: Oh, uh, that's so funny. Uh. Well, before I even go into the black hood, I feel we need to address the elephant in the room for anybody who's following Riverdale, because I'm sure people might. Be like, this is literally exactly in your wheelhouse what's going on. Why aren't you talking about it? So as we record, as Will mentioned, the final episode of season, season six of Riverdale is out. However, William, I don't know if you even know this. This season isn't a normal season of Riverdale. This is a five, they keep referring to it as a five episode special event. And it is called Rivervale.
0: So does it even count as a season?
1: I don't know. I guess kind of. So it's completely separate from the continuity. And it is just, um, I mean, the the episodes within this season six are connected. uh, But you could also look at them each as individual stories that are narrated by Jughead acting like, um, what's the Twilight guy's name? Twilight Zone. What the hell? Rod Serling. Rod Serling. Yes. So Jughead always narrates the show anyway but it's just in voiceover but here he's like coming out from behind the riverdale town sign and like has his hair combed like a nice guy and has like a suit on and is talking right to camera and stuff and will like pop back in at the end so and it so it's all horror themed what's going on right now that is why I wanted to mention it in case anybody is, you know, aware of this in real time. And you're like, I can't believe you're not talking about Rivervale. We may get to it eventually. We don't want to Riverdale everybody out. And it's too much to smush all of this stuff into one episode. Um, but I am aware of Rivervale keenly. And <laughs> we will get to it eventually.
0: So good news. Part two is barely begun. And Kristen's already teasing an inevitable Part three.
1: <laughs> Correct. Probably not for a while, unless there's an uprising, because I fully understand that maybe not everybody, including Will, wants to talk about Riverdale constantly. It's just
0: Riverdale December now. This is Cage Tober all over
1: again. <laughs> not for me, because I'm having the time of my life. Yeah. <laughs> not a problem for me. Um, I was ensconced in this anyway. So, okay. So anyway, that's the deal. I just want you all to know that we do know and we'll get there someday. So, but let's talk about the Black Hood. I now vaguely remember telling you who the Black Hood was. Uh, I don't remember why I did that, but whatever. So, um, the Black Hood was like the main bad guy of season two, and he did a lot of Bad guy stuff. He shot Fred Andrews, Archie's dad, who was played by um, Luke Perry, right. in Pop's Chocolate Shop. He murdered Mrs. Grundy, who was that teacher who uh, was having an affair with Archie, for lack of a better term.
0: Oh, she's dead?
1: Yes. The oh. Black Hood killed her. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm.
0: How does he kill?
1: Um, All manner of ways. He'll shoot people. Uh, I think that he... Maybe he did sh- Maybe he just shoots. Okay. Yeah, definitely does a whole lot of shooting. I think that is his only thing. Um, he also attacked Moose Mason and Midge Clump.
0: Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. There's a Midge and a Mudge on this show?
1: Yes, there's Ethel Mudge and there's Midge Clump.
0: Instead of just having one character named Midge Mudge?
1: <laughs> <laughs> William, have some restraint. That would be ridiculous.
0: No, no restraint. <laughs> um, also, real quick before we move on i I, I can't believe I didn't mention it uh, when we talked about M- a- Ethel Mudge
1: Ethel Mudge <laughs> yes. Ethel Mudge.
0: I knew a Mudge.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I know I know.
0: Once upon a time I knew a Mudge, there was a boy in one of my classes. Goes, there are b-
1: more mudges out there than you might think because I've tried to look up your mudge a couple of times and I haven't even been able to narrow <laughs> it down with his very unique first name.
0: Don't be googling my mudge. Um, listen, justice for mudges. I, I don't think that I'm not here to oh, besmirch yeah. everyone named Mudge. But certainly the mudge that I once knew. Um, we were in class, and he elbowed me to get my attention. I went, what? And he pointed at the keyboard. We were learning how to type. And he goes, look at the keyboard. It says ass. Because A and S are next to each other. And I went, it's as. And I looked back. And I got back to work. And I, from that moment on, I knew I did not
1: like this much. <laughs> He was a hell of a Mudge. Mudge, hives, mudge Hive rise up. <laughs> mudge Hive, we're eating tonight.
0: Uh-oh. I hope I don't get stung by the Mudge Hive. <laughs> the Maple King's been attacked by the Mudge yeah. Hive.
1: <laughs> Anarchy in Rivervale. Yeah. Um. So, all bad stuff. So, all of the Black Hood's victims... Um, either lived on, the now remember, there's the north side of Riverdale, which is like the right side of the tracks, and the south side. That's where the south side serpents are, and people think of them as being like the rough and tumble people. So the Black Hood is exclusively attacking people on the north side of the tracks, and you they start to notice a pattern. They have committed some sort of sin, each of these victims. Oh. So Mrs. Grundy, or Miss Grundy, whatever, was a child predator because she went after Archie. Um, they, uh, Midge, Clump, and Moose were engaging in sex and drug activity, so that's why he attacked them. Um, Fred Andrews was an adulterer because in season one he was actually romantically linked with Veronica's mom, Hermione. Oh, I had forgotten that. Okay, you, and you don't want to get on the wrong side of Hiram Lodge, so that was especially risky.
0: Yeah, I, I say that all the time.
1: You've now met Hiram Lodge, right, in the Halloween episode? Oh,
0: sure. I remember him from
1: season one, I think. Okay. Mark Consuelos. Yeah. Yeah. He's so good. He's (laughs) such a good, like, arch villain. I love it. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, they start to notice that there is this pattern that the Black Hood is always attacking and killing people who have sinned. So, this makes... So, poor Betty's sister, Polly, is, like, always on the run um because and this time she leaves because she's worried that the black hood is going to kill her next because she was an unwed mother mm. pregnant with her own cousin's children without knowing that because if you'll remember from our last episode Jason and Polly had twins together before that they knew that they were cousins right yes um so at one point that so the black hood is terrorizing the town this is not good everybody's like living in fear and he sends a letter to the town and this is all very reminiscent of the zodiac killer first of all sending a public letter mm-hmm. um for everybody to know about and also he looks like the zodiac um mainly in that he's you know the, Z- the zodiac wore like kind of a hood over his face for some of the killings and so it's the hoodie he's wearing is it's not exactly zodiac but it's not just like a ski mask you know
0: isn't it weird that the zodiac As far as I know, I mean, I'm not a historian of of the Zodiac Killer at all. Isn't it weird that he also, he wore the black ski mask, but he Mm. also seemed to have crafted a smock.
1: Yes, yes. For himself. At that lake killing, he's wearing like, like LARPing gear light. Yeah. I feel like he's wearing like a burlap thingy that had the zodiac marker on it yeah he's
0: dressed like a sack of potatoes and he put the zodiac symbol on it
1: pretty much so yeah he got all dressed up to do that
0: he did that once he got all gussied up
1: i'm not sure he didn't he didn't get all gussied up every time he at least was gussied up that once or do we not know if he got gussied up every time because there was a living victim at that lake murder who could tell the police that he was dressed this way oh uh, no i don't think he was gussied up other times because sometimes he was killing people in like semi public situations right so people would have noticed somebody dressed that Taxi way so i guess driver. that's how yeah right so i guess that's how we know he wasn't gussied up every time
0: now does the black hood is is what's his costume is it fully exclusively a black ski mask over his face does he have any Pretty a, much. other embellishment Pretty much.
1: No, no. Just all black clothing, black gloves, as you would think. Like, you know, kind of trying to leave no trace and hide in the shadow style. And then, um, the black hood.
0: Right? Yeah, see, I think I think I kind of want more. There was a, <laughs> a moment in the Halloween episode that I watched where two people are walking down a hall and I think Betty has a moment of like, Oh my god, it's them. And it's it's it's, you know, high schoolers, but one's oh, yeah. one's dressed like the black hood and one is dressed like the gargoyle king. Uh-huh. Okay. Probably. And and so like basically the kids in town are almost you know just the way that you know in in the scream movies kids will wear a ghost face costume in school to prank right. everybody. These kids are dressed like local monsters mm-hmm. or whatever. But the black hood, I guess from the name it just seemed like it would be so much more mustache twirly and 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 big.
1: Well, he I mean he does public things that are kind of big shows, but yeah his his attire is not very showy, which frankly is probably smart for being able to get away with things. Right. You know, because if you're just dressed in all black walking down the street, nobody's going to think anything of it, and then you can just slip your hood on. If you're wearing that burlap Zodiac outfit, people are going to clock you a little bit more and wonder what's going on with that guy. True. So it's, you know, realistic and stealthy, but you're right. Not a really splashy outfit. So let me tell you about some of the things that the Black Hood did to frighten the town. So he wrote an open letter to the town that said, this is the Black Hood. I am the man who shot the adulterer at Pops. I killed the child predator in Greendale. I shot the drug and sex-addicted teenagers at Lover's Lane. Riverdale is not innocent. It's a town of hypocrites, degenerates, and criminals. My wrath is the price of your lies, your secrets, your sins. I will not stop. I cannot be stopped. I am the wolf. You are the flock. This is the bloodletting. You will hear from me again
0: oh all right yikes the wolf i think is a better name
1: yeah the wolf is a be- especially because um so around the time of the black hood storyline there was this really awful lame storyline with archie where he was kind of like a vigilante called the red circle
0: oh god
1: so like uh, why it's it's too close to the red circle i feel right. so. the wolf would be a lot better
0: yeah, I, I, I very much agree. Also, in my Halloween episode, Archie dresses like a superhero named Pure Heart.
1: Archie is the worst part of this show, which is so weird because he's like the main character of the comics. He's like the person you think of, but Archie's storylines are almost exclusively duds. Why are they all terrible? <laughs> why? Why
0: is it? Is it? I I, I don't understand why design the Archie stories have to suck.
1: I don't know. I mean, maybe it's preference. Maybe some people are like, "Oh, I love the Archie stories." His stories generally have to do with like heroic, like good guy stuff.
0: Do good, and
1: also like masculine stuff. So it's like Archie boxing, Archie in a football game, um, Archie, you know, defending somebody's honor. Now, where I'm at right now, or sorry, I finished now. Excuse me, but in um season five which i finished since the last episode it's archie during the time jump has been in the army now he's a sergeant and you know he's friends with veterans and like they should
0: call him sargy Sar- Sar-
1: sargy Archie. they should call him sargy yeah but like you know he's a good good guy and all but i just find it So boring. So I basically, as soon as I see red up on the, on the screen, I'm like, zoom, fast forward. No, thank you. Get me to anybody else. There's like never anything of consequence going on with him. Right. Very strange. Unless he's like making out with Veronica or Betty. Right. Um, so, okay. So he sent that letter, um, and, you know, everybody's scrambling, trying to figure out who this is. And then finally, they track it down. They figure out that the Black Hood is this man named Joseph Svensson. And so, um, you know, they, they find him. He tries to escape. There's a scuffle, yada, yada. And he is killed by Sheriff Keller. So the town kind of breathes a sigh of relief. They're like, all right, the Black Hood has been vanquished. It's all good now. We're fine. Right. But then.
0: Yeah, wrong.
1: Uh-huh. Um, They are doing a high school performance of Carrie the Musical when um, the body of Midge Clump is, <laughs> to say it's discovered is not quite right, <laughs> is unveiled during the performance having been stabbed and crucified. What? So, like, they, you know, they, like, change scenery or something and nobody knows it's there and all of a sudden this dead body is there. And they're like, ah, the Black Hood!
0: crucified
1: yeah I, I mean uh, again I don't think I, that she's actually on a crucifix again but- I'm sort of
0: like surprised by how much like Hannibal. Or Silence of the Lambs, Archie. Oh, has.
1: in this past season, there was a. See, part of what's frustrating about Riverdale, as captivating as it is to me as well, is how they'll have this like nugget of an idea and then almost like lost or something. So obviously, this can sometimes be a product of the industry. It's whatever. Right. They'll pick up a storyline and then just kind of drop it. So in season five of Riverdale, which was the time jump. Uh, Betty has become an FBI agent and they are doing an absolute, like beyond homage to signs of the lambs. You see her doing that training stuff in the woods that you see Clarice and her roommate doing climbing like the rope
0: ladder and stuff,
1: right? She's wearing like the gray sweatsuit, like the whole thing. And she's coming off of this case with TBK. The trash bag killer who had, so basically looks like the black hood with a trash bag instead of a black hood. Wait, he wears garbage on his head? Yes. Correct. <laughs> like tightly wrapped garbage. A clean what?
0: garbage bag? Or is it scarier one, to have a messy one?
1: One assumes. I think it's scarier to have a messy one.
0: Oh, way I scarier. Mean, if, if somebody's coming after you, he's got a bag wrapped around his face, and there's like a little bit of spaghetti and marinara in there.
1: Yeah, you're a madman. Pressed against his cheek. You better run. Oh, absolutely. Well, Betty couldn't run because he put her down in a hole, just like Catherine,
0: oh, okay.
1: and was like taunting her and yelling at her and stuff. And so during the season, she's having flashbacks. Flashbacks.
0: She's having. I've got. I've got flashbacks.
1: Flashbacks and trashbacks, She's having flashbacks of being stuck in the hole that tbk put her in and then they do basically nothing with it maybe they're going to revisit it when season seven picks up and it's back in the continuity but where it ends i think it's the last episode of season five she gets a phone call and it's like hello betty and she's like it's you and he's like i'm not gonna chase you anymore you don't have to worry i'll (laughs) i'm gonna let you rest easy or something and basically just being like the black hood is nothing to be afraid of it's so
0: stupid. So weird. Yeah. Like why
1: even have it? It's the worst payoff.
0: Yeah, it's terrible.
1: Really bad. Um so but anyway, back to the Black Hood uh storyline. So, um all right. So, you know, Betty's following clues and all this obviously and figuring it out and then they realize that Oh, wait, excuse me. So, yeah, I mean, Betty is trying to figure this out. Um, and she's suspecting her dad. But then there is a town hall meeting about the Black Hood thing, about, you know, what should we do? This is all very scary, whatever. Okay. Um, And then with Hal in the room, the Black Hood comes in and tries to shoot Fred Andrews, tries to finish what he started, basically. Okay. We find out... When we find out that Hal is in fact the Black Hood. And was which present I will get back when to. the Black
0: Hood showed up.
1: Correct. Tall Boy, who is a, is a South Side Serpent, um, was doing this in a copycat act he was hired by Hiram Lodge
0: this sucks
1: <laughs> so you know Hiram hates Fred Andrews because he had an affair with his wife and now everybody knows because they're tracking like okay the black hood attack sinners oh Fred Andrews sin was that he was boinking um what's her name Lodge yeah, uh, it Hermione me. Hermione Lodge. So that's like, you know, Hiram is a proud guy, doesn't like that. So he wants to kill Fred and get away with it. And a good way to do that is to pin it on the Black Hood, who's at large anyway. Um, well,
0: but why does it have to be public? So here's, here's I, I guess, part of my issue. The Black Hood's MO appears to be shooting people, mm-hmm. except sometimes he'll crucify you and stab you.
1: Well, maybe she was already shot and then he just hung her on the set in order to show everybody, like, I'm still here. Because they thought that they caught Josh F- Sh- Svenson or whatever. So
0: he had a particular reason to, to, to gussy up that yeah. kill. Is, is really, okay.
1: Anyway. Yes. The point he is, just wanted I- to demonstrate that you caught the wrong man. Because uh, he was still having fun here. All
0: right. Fair enough. I, I, uh, I, will, I will ignore that. But okay. I will still say, if the Black Hood's MO is that he's going to shoot you, Mm-hmm. and you want to kill Archie's dad and make it look like the Black Hood did it, Right. your options are, when Fred's alone, shoot him. Yes. Or, for some reason, in public, well, but- make someone dress like the Black Hood and shoot him in front of people. And look- if your lackey is caught, every murder is going to be <laughs> pinned on him.
1: Or... And you're helping the real serial killer. You better stop. You better stop. (laughs) There's just so many issues. (laughs) If if it happens in public, there's no debate and no question. There's no mystery to dig into. And somehow it gets back to Hiram. Everybody just knows that it was the Black Hood. And we got to find this guy and leave it at that. They're not following any other clues or trails of breadcrumbs. There's no question. Okay, this is actually longer than I remembered. So I got to keep going. (laughs) Just shut the hell up. Okay, so when Everything finally- is
0: longer. We thought that last week's... We thought you could do this in last week's episode. I know. In, I know. The show, we're, all, we're almost a half hour in.
1: I know, and I still have to talk about Griffins and Gargoyles. So you better, in the back of your mind, I obviously want you listening to me, but you better be thinking about how you shorten up that summary of the Halloween episode, because I know you got some long-ass thing to say about it. <laughs> You're not going to be able to. <laughs> it's my time.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Holy okay. Shit. I'm sorry
1: it's okay so Betty is finally like oh my god oh no my dad is definitely the black hood she comes home and her dad and mom are in the living room and she's like oh Betty um, we're about to watch a home movie your dad got this home movie and he's like yes Betty sit and remember this is Lachlan Monroe (laughs) I know that you and I have a very strong point of reference for Lachlan Monroe because of him being in our favorite movie, dead man on campus,
0: fantastically Um, underrated movie.
1: It's genuinely so good. And he is very funny, but he's not being funny here. Well, right here, he is all business. So he puts on this movie and it's like, it's messed up. It's like a little kid in front of a camera whose mom is basically prompting him to talk about, um, you know, like why people are bad and stuff and why we must punish them. And you're basically seeing that his parents made him into a little serial killer and talking about, you know, why daddy does what he does to punish the bad people and we need to protect him and carry this on. And the little kid's like, okay, mommy. And like first they're, the mom's calling him Harold. So you're like, who, who is this? And, uh, Betty's mom is like, how, what is this? Who, what's going on? And Betty's just looking at it and like her eyes are starting to like tear up because she's like oh my god what the hell this is totally my dad yeah he is definitely the black hood and so he you know he finishes the tape or whatever and he's like i just wanted to show you who i truly am or whatever and um
0: <laughs> how, how how is his acting in this moment
1: eh, okay
0: see I, I think of him as like lachlan monroe is is one of those 90s performers mm-hmm. he's just of that generation Where I feel like they can go super broad and make it fun. He's okay. Okay.
1: I don't know. There wasn't a whole lot of gravitas happening. I feel he's not a very gravitas-y actor. He's a fun actor. Yeah, he's a silly guy, usually. So, you know, I think he was doing a perfectly serviceable job, but it wasn't like if if FP unveiled himself (laughs) as the Black Hood or something. Can you imagine? We've seen him do this sort of thing before.
0: What a dream, Kristen! Is this packs- what you were? Did you write? Did you like? Were you waiting for the moment that FP would be <laughs> revealed as some form of mastermind?
1: No, I actually haven't thought about that until I just said it out loud.
0: Were you disappointed when he became a sheriff?
1: <laughs> Honestly, no. For people
0: who don't remember, we're talking about uh, 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 about Jughead's uh-huh. dad, right? Who is played by Skeet Ulrich. Who best mm-hmm. known as Billy Loomis from Scream? Yes. So it would be fantastic to see him fly off the handle and, and kill people or something, right?
1: Right. Um, yeah, but no. Instead, they handed they handed off to Lachlan Monroe.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, I I I I don't know. I, I don't. know.
1: Okay, well, let me tell you. So he's like he's like, who am I, Betty? And she's just like looking at him like. Uh, and he's like, say it. And she's like, you're the Black Hood. And he's like, that's right, or whatever. He's like, and now I'm going to kill your mom. So then um, he starts strangling Alice. And Betty is able to get like the f- um, the fireplace shovel thing and whack him over the head with it and get him to stop strangling Alice or whatever. And they, they get away. Um, but, oh, excuse me. Before he does that, before he does that with Alice, he tells them the whole deal. He said that... He, Joseph Svensson, who they killed thinking was the Black Hood, did do some Black Hood stuff, but it was only because Hal blackmailed him into doing it. You see, Joseph's family was killed by Hal's dad, who at the time was known as the Riverdale Ripper. Oh. So, um, Reaper, excuse me, the River, Riverdale Reaper. So when Hal was a kid, there was a serial serial killer about doing basically the same thing, and it was his dad who went by the Riverdale Reaper. Joseph's family was killed by the Riverdale Reaper. And um Hal was able to convince him not to tell because he was the remaining, you know, survivor right. and he knew who it was, but Hal somehow convinced him not to reveal that it was his dad. And then he was still able to like boss him around and stuff their whole lives. So he made him do Black Hood stuff. Um so, so that he would like take a fall or something.
0: Interesting. Um, I, I like the name the Riverdale Reaper. Yeah. I like that better than the Black Hood.
1: Yeah, it is better. You're right. Um, So, Hal became the Black Hood because Riverdale was a town of sinners who needed to die. He was basically continuing his father's work. And... Unfortunately, Betty's speech at the town's 75th anniversary Jubilee, where she said that the town has to do better, made, reminded him of the promise that he made to his mother, that Riverdale would do better and that he would make it do better. So Hal picked up his father's sword, so to speak. And continued his father's work.
0: So he had been lying dormant all Correct. these years. All these years, and
1: then his daughter said something that made him realize, "I must rise
0: now." And and he didn't like his father say, "Betty, you will be the next generation."
1: Well, no, but here's the thing: we haven't even spoken about this yet. Betty has a dark side. They refer to it as Dark Betty. She sometimes takes things a little bit too far. (laughs) Later on, they find that there is a serial killer gene that can be passed down, and Betty possesses this serial killer gene.
0: What scientist made this Probably Dr.
1: Curdle Jr. Probably Dr. Curdle Jr. Dr.
0: Curdle? Yes. (laughs) How's that spelled?
1: Curdle or or Curdle? Curdle. Like curdling milk. (laughs) Dr. Curdle. Jr., yes. There was a Dr. Curdle Sr. I can't remember what happened to him, but Dr. No Kirtle knows. Jr. has been with us for years now.
0: No one knows what happened to Dr. Kirtle Sr.
1: <laughs> no, I think I think it was a known thing, but I don't remember what it was. I bet somebody killed him.
0: Does anyone miss me? <laughs> Junior?
1: But his son is like a perfect, like, skeleton creepy looking guy, Dr. Kirtle Jr.
0: What do you mean he's perfect? <laughs> What do you like, mean you know by that? Lurch,
1: you know how Lurch was perfect for that role? Oh, the performer who played Lurch was
0: perfect for the role.
1: Of Lurch, yes. Okay, this in the movies, person... Carol Stroykin? Huh? I don't know. Either one. This person is a perfect Dr. Kirdle Jr. Okay,
0: all right. That makes sense to me, but just to remind you, what you said is he's perfect. You <laughs> he said Dr. Curdle Jr. is perfect, he's a skeleton. <laughs> something like that okay understood
1: that's all you need to know
0: no questions
1: (laughs) yeah no notes uh all right so (laughs) i hate to tell you this well don't say what it's not great okay so hal is arrested okay and he's in prison they do a science of the lambs thing where he's in a cell like hannibal Lecter. oh
0: my god but it's locked in monroe When you're doing these at what point, first of all, I got two questions. At what point is it is an homage? An homage and at what point is an homage a steal?
1: (laughs) I know. I, I think it's I think it's homage, but I do think it's weird when homages are just straight up. Like, the exact same plot. Like, the same thing with American Horror yeah, Story. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say. call it a steal, because it's stealing in plain sight, and two, obviously. It's definitely an homage, but I think it's strange not to put some sort of spin, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, I agree. But so, also, also what you're homaging in this case mm-hmm. is, like, uh, 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 I think it was Best Picture. <laughs> with, like, yes. that Oscar for Best Picture and Anthony Hopkins. I think you're right. And, and... and So now instead of having, you know, trained thespian Anthony Hopkins in the role of serial (laughs) killer who's behind glass, it's Lachlan Monroe on the TV show Riverdale.
1: Right. Lachlan Monroe, who I believe was killed by a toilet tank lid (laughs) in Mother May I Sleep with Danger.
0: Oh, yes. Yes. I forgot about that. Yes. I, I, I think you're absolutely correct about that. Right, that's
1: who's playing our Hannibal Lecter.
0: Yes. Um,
1: But you know what? Stranger things have happened. Um, That VJ, oh God, I'm blanking. What the hell is that guy's name? There's a guy who's getting Oscar buzz right now who was an MTV VJ who's really goofy. I'm going to look it up as we're talking because I don't want to drive everybody crazy. Simon Rex, I just remembered.
0: Certainly anybody can do anything. I'm not not here to besmirch Lachlan Monroe. (laughs) I know. Really, my point is they've picked... As the thing they want to echo and homage And presumably do a good job at Is one of the greatest movies ever made <laughs> It's just never going to be a favorable comparison It's always going to be
1: I mean, it's a very, very silly show I know I, I, know. I, I don't it's think true. they're probably trying to do a serviceable <laughs> reenactment I just, don't, I
0: just don't understand I guess maybe this, this may be a weakness of mine I don't understand why you'd do it If you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah I know we can't do this well but the point but is But we can
1: make it but we can make it, it's fun.
0: The point is it's not gonna be any good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I just
1: I mean it's kind of that, but it's just like it'll be fun. All I right. don't think that they would explicitly say you know, we'll do it and it's not gonna be good, but who cares? But it's just like it's goofy, we're on a goofy show, it'll be fun, it people recognize it. Okay. It's fun to me. Okay. So mission accomplished. All I right. mean it's it's just silly. Sitting you know? there
0: clapping. <laughs> 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 saying saying yay every once in a while. <laughs>
1: Yay for this. Okay. Anyway, this is what I I did want to have to tell you. So it is eventually revealed that Penelope Penelope Blossom, Cheryl's mother, is actually the true mastermind behind Hal's Black Hood activities. What? How? Why? So this guy's a hypocrite. You just
0: explained plenty of motive and everything. All right.
1: I know. It's uh, gilding the lily, as they say. So, okay, so he's killing people who are having affa- affairs, and yet he's having an affair with Penelope Blossom. Okay. Um, And she is wanting to get back at the town through Hal as the B- Black Hood because they have taken everything from them. Their maple empire has crumbled to <laughs> dust by this point, to maple sugar instead say, of syrup.
0: The maple got all dried out and crusty on the cap. <laughs>
1: Right, it became sugar. It turned into that maple candy that's, like, really gross. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, she wanted to punish the town of Riverdale, and using Hal as the Black Hood is just the way to do it. Right. Now, Hal comes to a sticky end <sighs> in the maple forests around Thornhill, uh, which is the- like main manor is there's so there's thornhill and there's thistle house thornhill i think is the greater estate name and then thistle house is like one of the houses within it that the blossoms own so on the season finale of season two i think it is um you know all the kids get these cards that are like come to oh wait is this correct not season two it's it's after the events of griffins and gargoyles which i'll talk about in a second and then honestly William, we're not going to get to your thing i hate to tell you we'll do it next week (laughs) i mean i would and then the week after that (laughs) um but to explain the black hood he's eventually shot in the head by penelope blossom leaving no question about whether he's gonna come back or not or anything because penelope blossom orchestrates this big larp in the maple woods behind her house to put the kids through to try to survive the night. I believe that's what the episode is called. And so like bad guys will pop out at them and the Black Hood is one of the bad guys to pop out and she wants to force, Penelope Blossom, wants to force Betty to shoot her father in order to get through this next level or something. And um, Betty shoots, but she's, but uh, yeah, so Betty shoots and then Penelope's like, you shot to maim, not shot to kill and shoots him in the head. What? And Betty's like, no. So that's what happened in the black hood.
0: Wait, why? Why did? Wait a minute. Yeah. Did, did they saw Penelope do this? Yes, she did it right in front of her. Why did she? If she was willing to kill, why'd she put the? <laughs> why'd she put children through this?
1: I don't know. I mean, why did these children do anything?
0: No, <laughs> no, 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 no! Not the children! Not the children this time!
1: No, no, I know. Why did Penelope put the children through this? If
0: she was willing to, why? I don't know. Why? Why did she want to kill him?
1: I don't know. Her madness had progressed. I don't know.
0: Progression of madness.
1: Yes, that's the reason.
0: <laughs> that's, another, that's another novel. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's the first one? <laughs> In the midst of Mr. Honey. <laughs> In the midst of Mr. Honey. <laughs> that's my version of uh, Killing Mrs. Tingle. In the midst
0: of Mr. Honey. Would it be a weird <laughs> career move if I just tried to write... A romance novel called In the Midst of Mr. Honey now? W-
1: William, I invite it.
0: In the midst... I encourage
1: you. I'm signing that over to you.
0: I had a number of horror projects I was working on, but then, <laughs> but then... But then an idea struck me. In the Midst of Mr. Honey is born then out six... of one of my most perplexing experiences, watching and talking about Riverdale.
1: Six words changed everything.
0: In the Midst of Mr. Honey. <laughs> Mr. Honey.
1: Well, unfortunately, we won't be getting to Mr. Honey because we're we gotta talk about Griffins and gargoyles now. Oh, and I gotta tell you, that ain't gonna be short. So good good on the black hood, ready to move on?
0: I I g if I have to, I, I get I, okay, all right. Listen, it sounds like I'm not I sounds like I genuinely watched that episode for nothing. So,
1: yes, you did. Okay,
0: right. all right, thank you. Thanks. Yeah but <laughs>
1: For just for your enjoyment, for your pleasure.
0: I just I just want to say that in that Halloween episode, which is frenetic, yes. <laughs> there's a, a segment of the show where Betty is babysitting or just home. I, I'm not sure what's going on. She's just on. home. And she gets menacing phone calls. And it is essentially, very plainly, the the urban legend of the babysitter and the man upstairs, which I believe we've mm-hmm. talked about before on the show. Yes. And uh, hey if I don't even know If I'm allowed to tease it Someday Hopefully soon You'll hear me talk A lot more about that mm-hmm. So um, the She gets a phone call That's you know Have you checked The children That whole thing Right And then in a, th- a thing that I kind of Actually enjoyed The man on the phone Eventually goes You don't understand Betty This call is coming From inside the house So yeah. he does the twist Reveal on himself Which I kind of enjoy Although I I guess Ghostface did that and, and, yeah. and better But um, It's implied that this is the black hood On the phone For right. a while right? And Betty is like It can't be You're, you're dead I saw you die It's like mm-hmm. Oh but did you I'm like oh So maybe this is the serial killer That Kristen's gonna tell me about And then later in the episode They, they go like No 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 The phone call was coming from this other place yeah. And so Betty goes Oh so it must have been my sister who was mm. calling me, but it's never definitively answered. It could easily just be that Betty assumed that her right. sister was prank calling her pretending to be their serial killer father for, it seems like anybody can have any reason to do whatever on this show.
1: Well, she was Her sister was, I mean, you're absolutely right. You can do it for any reason. Her sister, I believe at that point was in um, like a therapeutic facility. Okay. So she wasn't doing so hot mentally. I, get, I know. I never was totally clear on whether that was Polly or not. But when I was researching the Black Hood, I mean, if the Archiverse website is to be taken as Bible, which I think it probably is, My Bible. Um, it's right. It said that Polly imitated the Black Hood calling Betty. Oh, so, so that was I, true? I guess
0: so. Everything the show did in terms mm-hmm. of like tone and dialogue screamed. Betty is assuming it was her sister and is assuming incorrectly.
1: It seems correctly because and, right. if it's, revi- it's not revisited in any meaningful way that tells you that it was not her. Um, if it's revisited at all, I'm not 100% sure.
0: Okay. Uh, fair enough. All right.
1: Officially that seems to be what the party line is.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Sure. I, I will permit you to move on to the gargoyle King now.
1: Okay, thank you. So I just now almost again called him the Goblin King. I am always thinking of this as the Goblin King, but that's actually Jareth from Labyrinth, of course, which is hard to say, yeah, um Jareth Labyrinth from Labyrinth yeah, it
0: sounds like it sounds like his name is probably Jarus from Labyrinth when you yeah, say he's right. Jareth from Labyrinth
1: I just have a I just have a list, yeah, um okay, so There is a game that is kind of ripping its way through Riverdale called Griffins and Gargoyles. Now, this is a clear Dungeons and Dragons spinoff. They even call it G&G instead of D&D, which we all call Dungeons and Dragons a lot. Um, So the game originates, we find out, not right off the bat, I'm not telling you this in complete sequence, but to give you an overall view of how Griffins and Gargoyles works, we find out that it was developed by misbehaving children um, at the, like, nunnery asylum place that they send bad kids to in town. Sister Woodhouse explains this to Betty at one point. Uh, She says, quote, misbehaving children have been brought down to this room. There's a room in the asylum with... A giant gargoyle in the center of it and apparently back in the day they would just put kids in that room for like a timeout, and it would scare the hell out of them because there's just like giant menacing gargoyle statue there
0: that's so weird misbeh- like as a punishment you just have to look at a gargoyle statue <laughs>
1: basically uh misbehaving children have been brought down to this room since the asylum opened that statue scared them into submission some of them, the more disturbed ones, created a fantasy realm, a game to cope with the fear of the one they'd named the Gargoyle King. We embraced it as a therapeutic tool, and it worked because it embeds itself in the minds of the players. It makes them complacent, it focuses them. So, this is a game that was developed by emotionally disturbed teenagers. Mm-hmm. And the game's quests and role-playing scenarios seem specifically designed to foster delusion, paranoia, and violence. It's like a, you know, scary, messed up game. So it catches on at Riverdale High when gameplay pamphlets just randomly show up in all of the lockers. And kids are like, what is this? This seems cool. And start playing it. The parents of Riverdale are freaked out when they find out about this and they say this game is dangerous. Don't play this. Don't mess with it. And that gives us a flashback episode where the kids are all playing their parents back in the day with Mark Mark Consuelos' son playing him who looks exactly like him and it's awesome. And they're playing Griffins and Gargoyles and like dressed all 80s and everything.
0: I remember this. This is one of the things we watched uh, for American Hysteria.
1: Okay, yeah, all yeah. right. Um so when they were doing this, they called themselves the Midnight Club because they would meet up in the middle of the night because it would make the game extra fun and spooky to play the game. And it was very much breakfast clubby because they were these were people from like different walks of life right. who wouldn't necessarily hang out together, but they just enjoyed playing Griffins and Gargoyles together. Like Hermione Lodge was a big nerd. Hiram Lodge was already kind of like a little like gangster bad guy. Um, Penelope Blossom was kind of nerdy. Fred Andrews was pretty, pretty much Archie, like all American. Um, Betty's mother, uh, Alice was actually a serpent at that time. So she was like a biker lady. Um, and FP was like a biker dude. They were high school sweethearts. So very fun to watch. So they meet up as the midnight c- club. Um, and part of the game is that you drink this blue drink that's called fresh aid as part of the game from, like, a goblet. like It's, like, blue Kool-Aid, like, drinking the Kool-Aid. Okay. And it has drugs in it that are called fizzle rocks. Oh, God. So they get all messed up on fizzle rocks, and, like, scary things will happen. You know, people are hurt. There was, like, a death, you know, somehow tied up in, like, Griffins and Gargoyles sweeping the school, fizzle rocks in the drink sweeping the school. And so then Griffins and Gargoyles was banned because of all the havoc, it wrought. Isn't and it weird? So for them to see it back again, they're like, oh no, it's happening again. History
0: is repeating itself. Right. Isn't it weird that like, on this show, the drug they're uh-huh. talking about is a made-up drug called Fizzle Rocks?
1: There's As- also Jingle Jangle. It-
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's another drug. Jingle Jangle? Yeah. <laughs> Who is marketing these drugs to-
1: it seems to be working they, because they have an epi- like an epidemic of each of them.
0: It, 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 these they they sound like they would be on like Fraggle Rock, like well you know, Gobo a, gets into Fizzle Rocks, you know. Like right. I, I don't know.
1: They retain parts of the G Willikers sort of vibe of the Archie comics in surprising ways. It's fun, to, you see.
0: I did notice that everybody has CRT TVs. Oh okay. Yeah, people don't seem to have like flat screens in the Halloween episode. Part of it was uh everybody received a a tape of somebody filming their houses from the outside like you mentioned uh, last the week. Auteur. The tour. The tour. And Jughead goes at one point he's like, "But why VHS tapes? Why something so anachronistic?" Mhm. And it's was like the- your your entire world is anachronistic. <laughs> Everyone's you know driving like '57 Chevys and and yeah. saying and and taking Jingle Jangle. I <laughs> why VHS tapes. I don't know why. Did, why does anything happen? Why do you wear a I little know. crown hat? <laughs> why do you do anything? It's a good question. Why bother pointing out one weird
1: thing? Who knows? Who knows? You just go for the ride in your '57 Chevy. Yeah. So. Um, also we find out that Hiram was giving the Midnight Club fizzle rocks in that blue drink fresh aid because he was making money off of it. he was already getting a little drug scheme going back then already getting his beak wet at the expense of people who are supposed to be his friends. How do you make money? To,
0: how do you make money by secretly giving drugs away?
1: I don't know to get people hooked on it or something. I don't so did
0: they cut? But but they didn't know it was him.
1: I don't know, William. So
0: how would would he get (laughs) repeat customers if he's secretly doing this?
1: I don't know. I mean, it it ended up being like the whole school that was like hooked on the blue drink and fizzle rock. So maybe eventually somebody was like, oh, I can get you that stuff. And Hiram always makes a little off the top.
0: I don't think you need to have a long, drawn out secret process. (laughs) I don't don't, don't expect you to answer for this. I'm just trying to point out that the economics of fizzle rocks, Mm -hmm. they don't add up. He probably yeah. he's probably on the red. He lost a lot of money on Fizzle Rocks.
1: Yeah, probably probably slammed his hand down on his big mahogany desk with that picture of him himself behind it.
0: He has a picture of himself on his desk.
1: Does he have a pic- No, behind his desk. Does he have a picture of himself? There's definitely a picture of Veronica. Pictures, like an only oil pictures of only pictures of
0: many pictures of himself <laughs> on his desk, all facing in. There's no I room, mean- there's no room to write anything. There's no room for paper. <laughs>
1: He doesn't need it. as lackeys doing his business all the he time. Just so he, can just, he can just look at his beautiful self. Yeah. Um, all right. So the kids are now like all super duper into G&G and the whole thing. And kids in the town are being killed. By a creature called, I even wrote the Goblin King, uh, by a creature called the Gargoyle King, who leaves runes carved in their backs. So William, remember Dilton Doily that you were talking about last week?
0: I'll never forget. Dead. (laughs) Dilton Doyle. he's dead? Dead. Killed by the
1: Goblin King.
0: Oh, Dilton.
1: (laughs) I mean, Dilton would get get wrapped up. He was like an early adopter of G&G. Feels okay. right for dilton doily so yeah he's one of the first people who's killed by the goblin king and he is he and another guy's name i can't remember maybe it was ben whatever that's his friend um were found like basically in a kneeling position keeled over dead with these runes carved into their backs oh so i think betty finds them and brings them brings them to dr curdle jr wait who, she finds he, the
0: dead bodies and i
1: think so i think carries so. them Hmm. Unclear. But anyway, Dr. <laughs> Curdle Jr. Definitely takes a look. Okay. Also their lips are blue. So that's like a tell that they have been playing G and G and they have been drinking, um, the drink with fizzle rocks in it.
0: Right. Of course.
1: Right. Uh, so fine. So this keeps happening basically for the season, you know, like they're, they're trying to track down the, 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 gargoyle king he's escaping right away and i should mention the gargoyle king is basically this like hooded figure with a maybe like a cow skull for a head and then these big branches branching out all over the place so not exactly branch arms like a snowman or something you don't really (laughs) see his arms it's almost just like there's like a, a branch um like a cowl all behind him or something
0: yeah that that's kind of fun that's a little uh a little Blair witchy right
1: it's totally sweet the Goblin King looks awesome and at one point like Hiram is in his office and, and being like uh yeah you know one day I'll rule this town again And you'll help me. And he's like looking all like, you know, slick and fancy and normal like Hiram. And then they pan over and it's just like this Goblin King thing. And you're like, he's talking to something that looks like that. First of all, he is in with the Goblin King. This doesn't feel like Hiram at all. This isn't like slick and flashy. And also he's talking to this thing. Whoever's in there, why are they wearing that while Hiram's talking to them? It's so awesome.
0: Just privately together. Does, so, Hiram, does Hiram not know who the Goblin King is?
1: I don't think he does. I don't think he does. I think they were like working together because there's a basically the whole time, not the, not the whole time, but Hiram like really wants to kill River, Riverdale and like unincorporate it because he has money tied up in a project for Southdale, I think it is, Sodale. So, he wants everybody to have to like move and work in Sodale because then he'll be like the king of it. So, he basically just wants to like ruin Riverdale however he can. So, the Goblin King, I think, is like another way to do that.
0: But, but what I'm saying,
1: but does he know who it is? Yeah. I don't think so. No. All right. I don't believe so. So, th- that's like it's
0: just a Batman villain, then it's just weird. It's well, weird to we work know- with like the Riddler.
1: Yes, he is absolutely just like working <laughs> you know? with the Riddler. Yeah, right. he do- he doesn't know who it is, but they're serving his needs, so he doesn't really need to know. If they keep running around and doing dirty deeds, done dirt cheap, then he can still get Riverdale to not be a town anymore and push everybody into Sodale.
0: Right. Okay. All right. Sodale's a weird name.
1: Yeah, Sodadale. Sodadale. Okay, so finally... We get to the finale of this season that I talked about before. She's invited all of our main characters, all the kids, to her house and you know gets them to come there under some sort of duress. I don't know. Threatens them, whatever. Um, to get them to come play a game in her woods with deadly consequences. Wait, who? Pen- Penelope Blossom. Oh, wait. Remember I mentioned this having to do with the Black Hood thing?
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, God. That,
1: what, what I was talking about with the Black Hood happens... In this timeline, I mentioned it because it has to do with the black hood, but this black hood thing where she shoots, um, Hal and everything happens now, a season later, we haven't seen the black hood all season. And then, um, you know, she like all the kids are at Thornhill or Thistle house. I'm not sure which place they're hold up in at the time, but it's on the blossom property. They're all sitting around the table. They're all like dressed up fancy and stuff. Cause she told them to dress up fancy and she's like, oh, wait, we can't start eating yet. Where are my manners? We have some special guests arriving. And first the black hood comes out and Betty's like, dad or whatever. And he takes off his hood and you can see it really is him. Yeah. And she's like, oh, what the hell? And then the uh, she's like, oh, wait, we have another guest or whatever. And the gargoyle king comes out and they unveil, unveil themselves. And it turns out to be chick what i haven't told you about chick yet (laughs) great chick hell of a reveal (laughs) well i kind of did last episode because you mentioned that um archie had he wanted to be called chick in the comics or whatever yeah 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 okay so chick is this gentleman who (laughs) pretended to be alice and fp's son who was born while alice was in high school Okay. He went to live with Alice and Betty when, uh, yeah. Okay. So like, so they, so Alice wanted to track down, uh, the son that she had given up for adoption. Cause there actually, and
0: there is a there son. Is,
1: yes. There is a son, um, whose name is Charles. And Alice and Betty track him down. They find this dude. And he says, I go by Chick now, actually. So they're like, okay, great. They later find out this this is actually not the son. He stole the identity of Alice's real son. And then when Betty and Alice came a in, he saw some opportunity, like, because they found him in kind of like a rundown motel situation. And he was like, hell yeah, I'll go live in the Burbs and, like, pretend to be these people's family member like that's a cushy deal so he does that but then they're able to eventually uh find out that this is not true he's not real and you know they kick him out so what happens is oh wait they don't just kick him out they somehow the black hood is coming after him okay like i i think betty and alice are like yeah whatever go ahead I don't know if they tell the Black Hood to kill him. What? Not sure. It doesn't matter. The Black Hood is chasing after Chick. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. And then Betty. So Betty does know. Betty hears a gunshot. Oh, she's running after because she doesn't want Hal to kill him. Anyway, Betty hears a gunshot, assumes that this means that her father, the Black Hood, has killed Chick, her fake half-brother. But we find out in this episode that actually Hal caught up with him and, and gave made him a deal. He said, you can either work with me. Or you can die. And Chick decided to work with him and Penelope Blossom to still, like, you know, uh, torture the town of Riverdale. So Chick has been the Gargoyle King, acting under the orders of Penelope Blossom.
0: What kind of an ultimatum is that?
1: Work with me or die.
0: Right. All right, I'll Um, work with you. (laughs) Right.
1: Well, you know, he knew he was like a serial killer guy. Well, I don't so, want to
0: die, so... But maybe
1: you don't want to be doing the bidding of a serial killer. Who knows what that could mean?
0: But he's already like a crooked... An ultimatum like that would be interesting if he was a wholesome good character who then had to right. compromise on his morals. Yeah. But he's been masquerading right. on this time. And well, and he look. also gets Black Hood. So it's Black Hood, and he forces somebody to be the gargoyle king. That feels yeah. like a, a an off balance power dynamic.
1: Maybe he doesn't care. Maybe I dubbed the Black my Hood,
0: underling the king.
1: He doesn't have ego in this. I think that he's less his underling. I think they're both kind of being their strings are being pulled by Penelope Blossom, because then you know the Black Hood brings him over to Penelope, who has been kind of orchestrating Black Hood stuff anyway, giving him a place to hide out after he had escaped from prison.
0: Wait a minute. Hold on. The a second. Black
1: Hood had been in prison. He escaped. Okay, right. he's been living on the lamb, now we know with Penelope Blossom for all this time, until she shoots him in the head this night.
0: Uh, this night. <laughs> this right. very night.
1: This very night. Quick quick, quick, uh, quick question. Yeah.
0: I, I thought Hiram wanted to destroy
1: the town. They both wanted to destroy the town. Do they work together? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what? I think no. What? <laughs> there no. Two?
0: There are two? Hold on a second. So it, there are two, okay.
1: You, William, you've got it exactly right. You're answering your own question. The answer is yes.
0: There are two, like, monster men in town, the yeah. Black Hood and the Gargoyle King. And the Black Hood are, has
1: been dormant during this entire Gargoyle King reign.
0: What season okay? is Okay, so it really,
1: I don't know, like three?
0: All right. But there's also, there are two Lex Luthers in this town.
1: Yes. Right? Yeah, I wouldn't call her Alex Luther, but she definitely is like a mastermind. He is more Lex Luthery because he's like a rich, like slick guy. Yeah. And um she has been operating in shadow.
0: Okay. And they're not so, working together. That seems no, surprising. They, no, they seem they're to not. have the exact
1: same goal. Mo, I know. I, I don't know. Uh, also she had Chick, who was blonde, color his hair red, and she's been calling him Jason. Because Jason is her son who died, right. as you know. So at one point, um, Jason was like a red-haired gargoyle king because somebody said that they saw somebody with red hair, uh, you know, somehow in connection with the gargoyle king, and they said it was Jason. And everybody's like, "How could that be? Jason is dead, right?" Yes, he is. But Penelope has fashioned chick into a pseudo Jason.
0: So this guy, this 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 chick, yeah. His thing is pretending to be somebody's baby boy. <laughs> Anyone's.
1: Yeah. I'll yeah.
0: pretend to be Alice's son. And I'll pretend to be Penelope's son. I don't care.
1: Yeah, basically, he just wants to to be able to like live in a house. He's and... a
0: serial impersonator?
1: Yeah, you could say that, yes.
0: It's weird.
1: Right. Well, you know, he got to live in a big house at Thornhill, but after that, he goes to the real big house. Jail. Oh, oh, oh. Because so, like, I, yeah. like I said, you know, sh- she invited the kids there to play a deadly game in the woods. That's when, to refresh your memory, she shoots the black hood right. in front of Betty. Right. Um, and then, you know, somehow it's all wrapped up and they're caught. And Penelope and Chick are put into jail. Okay. All right. Deck cleared for new season.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, like mm-hmm. that. that really is all it
1: is. You know... Yeah, we've wrapped up this storyline. Where are we going to go next? Because all the questions are answered. Even if sometimes the answer is because.
0: The Gargoyle King, then, is not a a terribly interesting character.
1: Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. Remind me. Why is he giving people fizzy rock? I don't know. Just like to destroy the town and like kill (laughs) kids.
0: All right. (laughs) If he's not from the town, why does he know about griffins and gargoyles?
1: He's acting under the steam of Penelope Blossom.
0: Oh, so she. So he,
1: yeah, he wasn't independently as Chick just doing all this Griffins and Gargoyles stuff. Maybe Penelope and Heyer were working together somewhat because I think that he had a lab that was creating fizzy rocks again. A lab. Just like back in the day. And then Veronica like destroys his lab. But so you Maybe that's that how
0: stuff. they. Veronica? Oh, Veronica no. destroyed the lab.
1: Yeah, she destroys her father, Hiram's lab. Okay. Which was producing the fizzy rocks when she finds out. So I guess in a way, maybe Penelope and Hiram were kind of working together. But he, does, he wasn't there at the dinner as like, we're unveiling our grand plan together. But maybe she came to Hiram and was like, we're going to need some fizzy rocks going.
0: Oh, that's a hell of a show.
1: Yeah. Hell yeah, it's a hell of a show. And guess what else is? This one. <laughs> it's at its conclusion. We've made it.
0: I I I I took notes on. An, I watched about yeah. an episode and a half. I watched the Halloween episode, and as a surprise, I also watched a Christmas episode because I figured tis the season. <laughs> and I won't be talking about them now. No, because <laughs> everything if, on Riverdale takes too much time, if ever. <laughs> it all just takes too much time. Can I yeah. just? Can I just? Let me just do a quick uh, glance at my notes to see if there's William? just one. Th- no, we're uh, um. Okay. I've got I I'll share exactly one thing.
1: Okay, great.
0: All right, two things. I'll share exactly okay. two things. Okay. All right. Uh there's a subplot in the Halloween episode where a couple of guys TP Mr. Honey's classroom. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Honey makes them clean it up all night. And in the morning, when they go out, it's Reggie. Reggie's the guy that TP'd the classroom and and, and right. has to clean it all up. In the morning, Mr. Honey and Reggie walk out into the parking lot together, and Mr. TP's like Say, what happened to that car over there? And <laughs> Reggie's car is covered in toilet paper. And it looks like yes. it rained, so it's like sopping wet toilet paper. <laughs> so it's it's clearly Mr. Honey TP'd Reggie's car. So yeah. it's 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 the appropriate comeuppance. It's a right. little playful. Yeah, but at the end of the fun. day, your car is fine. It's just wet toilet paper. Reggie starts <laughs> going, my car! What, What happened to my car? And we just pull the toilet paper off your car. It's the it'll be it's the same car underneath the toilet paper. It's not going to look like this forever.
1: Yeah, but now it's all messed up.
0: I think very temporarily.
1: Car people don't like that. I worked at a place where this guy was like super (laughs) obsessed with his car. No, no, no. This was uh, a story that was car people don't like this. (laughs) Yeah. So there was this guy who was like super duper into his car. And uh, one time, there my my coworkers TP'd his car, and he also had a little replica of his car on his desk, and they also TP the replica. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, and he was apparently pissed.
0: That's pretty. It's pretty funny to TP the replica as well. Was it tiny toilet paper?
1: <laughs> yeah, they like they put it into like tiny strips to to scale. Toilet paper yeah, to scale. Yep.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah, it was awesome. That's 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 <laughs> terrific. Um, I know. Uh, and the and the other thing that I wanted to share is um, this seems to be part of the 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 string of episodes where Cheryl has dug up her brother's corpse. Yep. And her girlfriend insists that she's making up stuff. Whatever. There's a dummy that's moving all around the house, like you talked about last week. She's like, mm-hmm. I know that you're doing this, Cheryl. And then yeah. she's with Cheryl at one point when the dummy shows up, and they're like, "Nana Rose, the dummy moved." She's like, "Well, that's your brother Julian's ghost." And then yeah. Cheryl's girlfriend goes, "I knew it. You and Nana Rose are working together." It's <laughs> like this is said with such drama when it at best could be you know like you and your gran- you and your grandma are both doing this, but no, it has to be you and Nana Rose have been working together, haven't you? <laughs> like it's yeah, so. Right. It's just so much, you and Nana Rose. Uh, <laughs> boy. Oh, boy! Also, God. all right. Last thing, last thing, last thing. Okay. In the in the Halloween episode, there was a whole subplot where Jughead's being bullied at like a prep school. Oh yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And actually, they... I didn't because we're talking about Riverdale so much. I had a dream that yeah. I went to this like a nightmare that I went to this prep school recently.
0: Oh, uh, I don't think you would do well with this. No. So there's an urban legend about the Stone, stone Wall Four. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, the Stonewall yes. Four. So four students at the school who disappeared without a trace. Mm-hmm. And one of the preppy kids is like, hey, Jughead, you might be able to make it the Stonewall Five. Yeah. And then later that night, Jughead is drugged. And when he wakes up, he is buried alive in a coffin. Mm-hmm. So he spends the entire Halloween episode trapped in a coffin, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Turns out the coffin yeah. is in his teacher's office, and he's been he's arguably fine, but I mean he's been in a coffin mm-hmm. all night. And the teacher yeah. shows up and lets him out. He's like, Jughead! Like, lets him <laughs> out, he's like, Whew, that must have been rough. Don't take it, <laughs> don't take it too hard, though. And I was like, Teach? Yeah. This kid was in a coffin in your classroom for like 12 hours, and your immediate reaction is like, don't take it too hard, son. Anyway, yeah, I right. say all that because. Later, Jughead is on the phone with Betty, and they're dating, Mm -hmm. and and he's like, the only thing that got me through it was thinking about you, babe. And he goes, it just made me feel like if I was truly lost, you'd be the one to find me. And she goes, I would, Jughead. I would find you. Mm -hmm. And then it cuts to Betty and Billy Loomis in the morgue together looking at Jughead's corpse. Right. And, and Skeet Ulrich, Billy Loomis, starts, like, kind of crying a little bit, like, sobbing. hmm And then it just, that's, the episode just ends. I was like, yeah. why are they, uh, they're, 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 like, you know, doing, like, a flash forward to show that Jughead is gonna die?
1: They do that that whole season. It pretty much, like, always ends with that kind of flash forward.
0: Like, Jughead will die. Right. We're gonna do the impossible. You, you believed a man could fly. Now you'll believe a Jughead might <laughs> the die. That Jughead can die. And uh, so I was like, well, uh, damn it. I was hoping to watch this episode and then go sit mm-hmm. down or something. <laughs>
1: Were I you had, standing?
0: Yeah, I was <laughs> standing, <laughs> standing. I can't
1: wait till I can sit again. Standing
0: in the living room with my face an inch from the screen <laughs> for an hour. But so I was like, oh, man, I just wanted to be able to walk away from this. But now I have to Google this. And it, it just turns out Jughead faked his death.
1: Yes, correct. That's, and that's Betty it. and FP were in on it. What? So FP wasn't actually like crying. He knew the deal.
0: Well, wait a minute. Then why'd they show a flash forward where the only people in the room are the three of them? If you know so some- <laughs> Oh,
1: so that, that was Dr. Doctor- wait. So you might have seen Dr. Curdle Jr. then because Dr. Curdle Jr. was in there and he was in on it too.
0: Wait, does Dr. Curdle Jr. look exactly like Betty? <laughs> <laughs>
1: so you- okay. So I basically, I saw
0: Betty and Skeet All Rich.
1: The, so was he also
0: he, there and I just couldn't see him? How small is he? <laughs> Could he have been standing on the... He's like an elf on
1: the shelf? He just must not have been in the shot. Um, when you get, I'm going to get an elf on the shelf for Zoe someday. We're going to name him Dr. Curl Jr.
0: <laughs> curdle Jr. just Or Ew. Dr. Curdle Jr. might see.
1: Yeah. Um, so basically <laughs> the kids at Stonewall Prep tried to kill Jughead and they thought that they did. So they let them believe that to try to like catch them in something. And so they made a big show of finding the body and going to Dr. Curdle juniors to confirm it and all that stuff. And so the bad kids from Stonewall prep were at the morgue or something And um, like ran in the room, like they busted in the room or something and they saw FP and Betty like looking at Jughead's corpse. Oh, okay. And so they were like, oh, so we did kill him. Nice.
0: So they had no choice but to act, even though it might have only been the three of them in the room. They still had to act like they were distraught.
1: Right. Because they knew that the kids would see in some way.
0: All right. I'm glad that's the case because I I really started thinking for some reason you and I need to fake my death. All right. No, I won't. We just, it's going to happen. I won't do it. We're faking my death, Kristen. It's consider it done. So, no. so all right. So we we've already faked my death, and now I'm lying on a table. Mm-hmm. But it's just the two of us in the room. Right. I feel like you might be so irritated if I stay in character. As yes, a I'd be like, please. Time. Be like,
1: can you just? How, how long are we supposed to do this? Like it's it's
0: working, you idiot. And I'm get like, up. And then I just Nobody's... go. Just a while longer. Shut up. Nobody's shut up. Here. I'm dead. Must be dead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh all right william i have a surprise last thing for you this is something that people requested oh on, okay online okay? <laughs> okay people wanted me to read you some of the more ridiculous names in riverdale just just for you to know i can't wait yeah <laughs> all right okay yep um Let's see here. And a lot of them are like gang names um, in the sure. serpents. And also there's a lot of alliteration going on. Of course. So we have Sweet Pea. I don't know if you've <laughs> met him.
0: No, I like it though. No? No, no Sweet
1: Pea? Okay. Is he a big tough guy or like a little guy? Uh, medium.
0: Ah, uh, big mistake. He's got to be really big or really little.
1: Yeah, no, he's somewhere in the middle. Okay. Fangs Fogarty.
0: <laughs> Is that the, the given name?
1: Uh, yeah, I guess so. There's there's no quotes around everything. I hope
0: that's an old lady. I want that to be someone no. like Grandma.
1: No, Fangs Fogarty is like a hot serpent who um dates Kevin.
0: <laughs> a hot serpent, okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. Monroe Mad Dog Moore. Love it. Nick St. Clair. He's a fancy boy from the city. He's bad.
0: <laughs> that is the exact right name for that character.
1: Totally. Brett Weston Wallace. Oof. Get it?
0: Brett, oh Brett Easton Ellis. Yep. To what Brett end? Weston for Wallace. to what for what purpose? Who cares?
1: No purpose. Just to Purposeless. be weird. Purposelessness.
0: Mm-hmm. I guess Brett. If,
1: I think sometimes what is you know you could interpret as purpose purposelessness is just a bit of fun because I heard that and I was like oof, but also I enjoy it.
0: So I guess you know Brett Easton Ellis. Uh huh. You east Easton. You can make that the opposite, Weston. Alice, mm-hmm. Wallace. There's not an opposite of Alice, so sure, just something that sounds like it. Yeah. And then they just kept Brett. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, you wouldn't understand that it's a Brett Easton Ellis thing if there wasn't something of it in there.
0: Yeah, but I I I don't need to understand it anyway. Like, <laughs> Trent Weston Wallace. That's
1: the No, oh, who that's cares? that's stupid. If you're gonna do this that's and make it a breast. It is if you're trying to do a Brett Easton Ellis takeoff and you make it Trent Weston Wallace, it's too no. Just make it Brett.
0: All right, I'm gonna, I'm if, gonna rem- if
1: if this person's name was Trent Weston Wallace, we'd be talking about this and you'd be going. So just make it Brett Weston Wallace then. I mean,
0: I disagree. In an alternate universe, I, I didn't say it. So no. um, uh, real quick, I, I wanna I wanna uh, so I, I does everybody. What was that show? The Black Tapes. Yes. Remember that the fiction podcast, The Black Tapes? Super mm-hmm. fun show. So yeah. um they always talk about how they're they've got like a fake NPR label that, that right. creates their show. Um and it's the uh, Pacific North Northwest Stories. Mm-hmm. PNWS. There was right. a time where I wanted to do a parody yeah. <laughs> of the Black Tapes, and it would be presented by the Atlantic Northeast. Uh, station or whatever—that's right. So, and, and we would always refer to it as um, anus, anus, uh, uh, and our West Coast affiliate, penis. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's <really laughs> Pacific Northwest right. stories and Atlantic <laughs> Northeast stories.
1: <sighs> it's also it, a real obviously. deep cut.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, nobody would understand. It's like, <laughs> but it's funny to say.
1: Yes. Oh, it totally is. <laughs> so I never okay. used it.
0: So I'll just use it here. Why not? All right. Yeah.
1: Right. Now you've used it. Yeah. Um, Farmer McGinty, who was played by Tony Todd. Really? Yes. It was a one oh. episode thing. Oh, that's fun. All right. Yes. Monica Posh.
0: Aunt <laughs> Cricket. And Wait, Aunt
1: Cricket? Yep. Aunt Cricket. Lenny the Butcher Kowalski. Okay. Principal Featherhead. Oh. Junkyard Steve. Ooh. Pop Tate, we know.
0: What? Pop Tate?
1: Yeah, Pop Tate. He owns
0: Pops. Oh, Pop Tate. I thought his name yeah. was Pop
1: Tate. Oh, no, no, no. Pop Tate. Which
0: sounds like something that you'd keep in your wallet. You know, like when people like in the 50s had their like nitroglycerin pills?
1: Yes, you know, yes. Like,
0: He's got a bump ticker. Where's his Pop Tate? <laughs>
1: Somebody grab the Pop
0: Tate. Yeah.
1: Um, Principal Waldo Weatherby. Love it. Yep. Great. Ben Button. That was the name I was trying to remember.
0: Yes, of course, Ben Button.
1: There's a gang member named Baby Teeth. (laughs) 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 Baby Teeth. Hog Hog Eye.
0: No, don't blow past Baby Teeth. The only way it could possibly be better if his name was Baby Tooth.
1: (laughs) I know, baby teeth. I remember I I remember texting Mike about that because Mike used to watch this show too, my friend. And I was like, baby teeth. What the hell is going on?
0: Baby teeth.
1: Um, hog eye. Okay. War baby. War baby. And I've saved the best for last. Okay, There was a uh, a mob kingpin who war- worked above Hiram Lodge or maybe as colleagues or something whose name is Papa Poutine. <laughs>
0: that is <laughs> and, stupid.
1: Uh, he is played by one of the dudes from Lost. Um, God, what the hell is this guy's name? Hang on. I'm finding it.
0: Papa Poutine. He's like an
1: older... Older gent.
0: So the whole name is 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 fake because Papa is a nickname, and there's no way his last name is Poutine.
1: Right. Um. Yeah. His his real name is Paul Boucher or okay. Bouchard, and he's known as Papa Poutine. Papa Poutine. Um. And he's played by MC Gainey. Oh sure, yeah, MC mm-hmm. Gainey.
0: All right. yeah Yeah. All right. I can I can okay. buy him as a Papa
1: Poutine. Yeah, Papa Poutine. And why not? Uh. There's also somebody named Small Fry. Uh huh. And that's a really big guy. So that's kind of what you were looking for before when you asked about, um, who was it?
0: Small Fry is actually a big guy. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, so that's it. Now we're done.
0: You never really have somebody named Big Fry
1: who's a small
0: guy. It's because
1: it's a loomster.
0: You're absolutely right about that. The standout for me Mm -hmm. is baby teeth.
1: I know. How could it not be?
0: Because you know he's got baby teeth.
1: He looks like a perfectly normal baby person i i he should have have never gotten his
0: adult teeth ever right or he still eats like baby food
1: (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's why they call him that
0: baby teeth
1: oh remember my um papa roach song yes cut my food into pieces i still have baby teeth baby (laughs)
0: teeth (laughs) you said that like it was like a spelling bee yeah. Remember my parody? <laughs> baby teeth? <laughs> cut my food into pieces. I still have baby teeth. Baby teeth. I've also baby been watching teeth. a lot of Sesame Street, and they do a lot of repetition there as well. Maybe that, <laughs> of that parody, cut my food into pieces. I still have baby teeth. That could yeah. be on Sesame Street.
1: You're right. How do I get Gonger to sing that?
0: I know. Oh, if only it were 2003.
1: If only. <laughs> if
0: only. All right, everybody. I have to stop talking about this now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, we're done. We're done. I hope you enjoyed it. You know, that's that. So if you would like more Guides the Unknown and or if you just like to support the show that we put out every week for free, you can go to patreon.com slash Pod. And we have a few different tier options there. You can choose either to get the show every week every other week or every four weeks, depending on what you'd like to donate. And we have tons of bonus shows to date that you get access to as soon as you join. And there's a discord full of really awesome people. It's really, really cool over there on patreoncom slash pod. So hope you enjoy it. And thank you so much to our existing patrons. It's a huge deal.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun making all of these shows and you know, we put a lot of hard work into it. Honestly, yeah. um, this past Monday, our uh, Patreon episode was Kristen and I playing a game called Alan Wake, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It's it's yeah. a supernatural horror game. It's very much Stephen King inspired, very much Twin Peaks inspired, just like Riverdale. Honestly, like Twin Peaks mm-hmm. references aplenty. It is. Oh yeah, Betty in the is Agent Northwest. Cooper now. Now,
1: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. she's an FBI agent.
0: Oh, in in vale?
1: Uh, well, in current day Riverdale, I guess in season five. I guess probably in Rivervale, too.
0: Where you are watching it.
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm already in (sighs) Rivervale. I've already watched a couple of episodes of Rivervale.
0: It's too complicated to even ask a simple question about this show. When the answer on. is like, uh, well, it depends on when you're asking. <laughs> it's like, all right, all finish right, her up, right, finish her right. up. Uh, anyway, anyway, go go there. <laughs> go, go, patreon.com slash gttupod. Um, if you join us on the demon level, you get a bonus show every single week. Um, mm-hmm. This coming Monday, our episode is going to be for people starting at our banshee level. Demons will get it as well. And uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it if we can pull off what I want to do. Um, so make sure you, uh, you subscribe and, yeah, thank you all so much for your support. You can find links to all things Guide to the Unknown at gttupod.com, including links to our merch, previous episodes, um, and especially to our social media at gttupod. That's a great way that you can find out when we've got brand new episodes on the feed. And if you want, you can even chat back with us individually.
1: Yep, I am at Chillin' Kristen.
0: I am at The Myth Traveler. The last thing I think I want to say is I noticed, and it was super fun, a few people have left us uh, really great Apple Podcast reviews recently. Oh, nice. Um, Two of them reference Riverdale immediately. Um, This is Thief of Joy who says, I'm one of those people that hate watches Riverdale and I can't stop. A part two or more would be awesome. Well, it sounds like more is eventually oh. on the way. Okay. And then this is from Q Code Listener titled River Vale. Yay! You're covering Riverdale. I declare you watch the five episode standalone thing going on this season and do an episode on that. It's crazy and definitely guide to the unknown material. Will may even like it. Oh. We'll have to find out. I do think we're probably going to do that Rivervale season at some point in the future. And the last thing that I want to say about Apple Podcasts is that uh, Miss Madisonova updated their review. They had already given us five stars, but they went ahead and updated it with this. And I think that this is just lovely because I think this review is genuinely from years ago, Madison. Yeah. Uh Update. I've been listening for years and still look forward to this every week. It's great and a comfort listen. Always helps when I'm having a rough go.
1: Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Madison. That's so nice.
0: That, that is that is truly unique. Somebody who already reviewed the yeah. show updating their review to say, I still like it. It's mm-hmm. incredibly uh, uh, kind and appreciated, um, uh, certainly. I, I, I love hearing what people have to say about the show. And yeah. certainly, you know, I'm joking about being inundated with people wanting more Riverdale. It is, it is a, a rarefied air to have people that are, Uh, reaching out and asking us Mm -hmm. for more of anything thank you all so much for sticking with us and enjoying guide to the unknown i i really very much appreciate
1: you and so weird and so cool thank you so much
0: thank you it's such a fun show to do and it's it's just really wonderful to get to do it for people like you so thank you yeah all right everybody we'll be back next week with something that's not riverdale don't worry Yeah, maybe. We will come back. What do you mean, maybe? <laughs> I <I'll laughs> no, <I'm> <laughs> We will get back to Riverdale at some point in the future because yes, it is it's it's sickeningly fun to talk about. Uh, but we will take a break, I think, for the short term. But until that time comes, we must travel.
1: Back to the Netherworld, go we. Woo! Woo, we did it.
0: I can't I can't believe hot, I can't believe I tomorrow. literally watched River, a few episodes of Riverdale, and we're just not well. (laughs) (laughs) You can say that.